بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله ارسل الله تعالى بالحق بشيرا ونذيرا داعيان الى الله باذنه وسراجا منيرا فما بعد فقال تعالى يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون فقال يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما وقال نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه واله وصحبه وسلم ان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار my respected brothers and sisters and elders we just finished ramadan al karim which allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent us to make us muttaqun people who remember allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in every aspect of their lives i remind myself in you that all the promises of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the quran are for muttaqun not merely for muslimun so it is worth the effort to become a muttaqi and benefit in ramadan we reminded ourselves that we are muslim that we have submitted our will to the will of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by following his order we held ourselves back during the specified hours from things which are otherwise halal this reinforces the meaning of being a muslim someone who submits to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala <coughs> and that is the secret of the greatest wealth and that is taluq ma allah the connection with allah subhanahu wa ta'ala it is this connection that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us in the story about his khalil ibrahim alayhi salam it's a story of the connection with allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as i tell you the story which allah told us <clears throat> i want you to put yourself in that place take yourself there and watch it happen allah subhanahu wa ta'ala beautifully described it and he said أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم وإذ قال إبراهيم ربي أرني كيف تحيي الموتى قال ولم تؤمن قال بلى ولكن ليطمئن قلبي قال فخذ أربعة من الطير فصرهن إليك ثم اجعل على كل جبل منهن جزءا ثم ادعوهن ياتينك سعيا واعلم ان الله عزيز حكيم الله سبحانه وتعالى said and remember when ibrahim alayhi salam said my rab show me how you give life to the dead rabbi arini kayfa tuhil mauta oh my rab show me how you give life to the dead and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala response He said, "Don't you believe?" 
And Ibrahim alayhi salam said, yes, of course I believe. But to be stronger in faith. So he, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, take four birds, tame them, cause them to incline towards you, and then slaughter them, cut them into pieces, mix it all up, and then put a portion of them on every hill, and call them and they will come to you in haste, fast. And know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is almighty, all wise. You know, we have all read desire. This is from Surah Al-Baqarah. We all have read desire many times. I'm sure many of us have read the, the translation of it, those who don't understand the Arabic. But did you think of what is happening here? That's why I said, put yourself in this place. See what is happening here. First of all, what strikes me about this ayah is how natural this conversation is. Quite clearly from this ayah you can see that this is not the first time Ibrahim is talking to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is a normal thing in his life. He does it all the time. This is a very normal conversation. He says, oh my Rab, show me how do you give life to the dead. Now in a, if it was the first time or whatever, what should be the, the response? This is how I do it. Show me, this is how I do it. But that's not how Allah responded. Jala jala no. What does Allah say? What? You don't believe it? You don't believe it? There is a, there is a, there is a, there is a emphasis. What does it mean? If you say you don't believe it? <clears throat> if Dr. Zubair is here, one of my dearest, closest friends, don't tell him I said that. If he asks me, where is your house? What, what will be my answer? Will I just give him, give him the address? No, I said, what? You don't know my house? What does it show? What does it show? You are not an ordinary person. If an ordinary person, somebody who is an acquaintance or a stranger says, where do you live? If I'm, I will tell you, this is my address. But if he asks me, my what? You don't know? Means what? You are my friend. You are so close to me. You don't know where I live. I mean, what kind of a question is this? So, the first thing we understand is normal conversation. Secondly, the response is an indication of the kind of connection there was between Ibrahim alayhi salam and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jala jala. And Ibrahim alayhi salam the response. He says, Bala, of course I, I know. Of course I believe. Wala la inni khalfi. I'm asking only so my iman becomes stronger. And that is, see the affectionate nature of this conversation. And that is why Rasulullah said, if Ibrahim could say this, then we have an even greater right to say it. So now what happens? Remember, this is a conversation, my guess from my reading of the of the of the Quran and the tafsir and the life of Ibrahim alayhi salam is this is a conversation between a young boy and Allah. This is not Ibrahim as the Rasul of Allah. It's way before that. So Ibrahim alayhi salam, maybe he is 10, 10 years old, 15 years old, not more than that. So now what does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala do? Allah gives him a whole project. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not tell him go Catch hold of, you know, four chickens. No. Four birds. 
ही इज नॉट सेंग डोमेस्टिक बर्ड्स नो चिकन गीज टर्कीज नो फोर वाइल्ड बर्ड्स नाउ आई एम श्योर यू नॉट यू डोंट डोंट हैव टू बी एन ऑनिथोलॉजिस्ट फॉर दिस बट वेरी सिंपल इफ यू वॉन्ट टू कैच ए वाइल्ड बर्ड एंड टेम इट यू कैन कैच एन एडल्ट बर्ड यू कैन ट्रैप एन एडल्ट बर्ड इट वॉन्ट ट्रेप इट विल डाई so you need to find a nest in which there are chicks now the problem with nests and chicks is first of all four different species they nest at different times the gestation period of hatching of the eggs is different for each one some hatch early some hatch later and so on and so on so uh, this whole project ibrahim ali sir now has to figure out which bird which species they nest in different places there are birds who nest in the hollows of trees there are birds who nest in under the uh, eaves of uh, roofs there are birds birds who nest in the ground in holes there are birds birds who which nest in you know the crags of of high mountain tops and so on so different so he's got to figure out four different birds then he has to know when they will hatch and then the next complication if you take the chick too early it will die if it gets too old it won't tame so it has to be at the exact time when it's a fledgling it's you know able to is not completely adult and it's not an infant then next complication not all birds eat the same things there are seed eating birds and there are worm eating birds and there are meat eating birds and there are fish eating birds and all kinds of birds right you catch a uh bald eagle chick and try to feed it to sunflower seeds it it won't it'll die all of this and then what then he tames them so they become free fly free flying they come to him when he calls them now imagine this whole thing takes time right and then when these birds are tamed and they are his friends and he calls them now allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says slaughter them chop them up mix it all up and put it on the different mountain tops we don't know how many there were how many hills there were how many portions he made and then allah says call them and they will come to you now put yourself in that place put yourself in that place and feel what must be happening to the heart of ibrahim alayhi salam this little boy this is what i call pouring lead into the foundation of the wall nothing can shake that wall after that right in the heart this is not a tafsir class this is not a phd in a, in a university this is not writing a book or reading a book this is experience experiencing in the heart in his life the power and glory and majesty of allah through taming birds what is the message for all of us that the signs of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are visible everywhere if only we see now the issue is think about this ibrahim alayhi salam is not the only one who asked this question how does allah give life to the dead allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us about another man who asked the same question actually the ayat in surah al-baqarah is just before this but he asked in a different tone and he got he got the answer but he got the answer in a different way allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said 
أو كالذي مر على قرية وهي خابية على وروشها قال أن يحيي هذه الله بعد موتها فأماته الله مئة عام ثم بعث قال كم لبست قال لبست يوما أو بعد يوم قال بل لبست مئة عام فانظر إلى طعامك وشرابك لم يتسنه وانظر إلى حمارك ولنجعلك عاية للناس وانظر إلى العظام كيف ننشزها كيف ننشزها ثم نكسها لحما فلما تبين له قال أعلم أن الله على كل شيء قدير الله سبحانه وتعالى said or like the one who passed by our town and this town was a ruin the roofs, the houses were tumbled over the roofs and the man said, how will Allah ever bring this back to life after death? See the tone of the question. Ibrahim is saying, Ya Allah, tell me, how do you do this? This one is saying, how can this happen? Meaning what? Meaning this can't happen. This can't happen. How can Allah do this? Meaning it cannot happen. That's the tone of the question. He's not saying that in so many words, but the tone is a tone of disbelief. How can it happen? How will Allah ever bring this back to life? After it's death. So, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, die. You want to know? I will show you. You want to know how I will bring it back to life? I will show you. Die. Allah killed him. So, Allah caused him to die. Left him there for 100 years. And then raised him up again. And then Allah asked, how, did you, how long were you dead? And the man said, maybe a day, part of a day. And Allah said, No. You were dead for a hundred years. And then Allah says, look at your food and drink. The man was traveling. He was on a donkey. He had his food and drink. Allah said, look at your food and drink. They show no change. For a hundred years, his food remained fresh. His drink remained fresh. And then he said, now look at your donkey. The donkey died with him. After a hundred years, what do you think happens to the donkey? Completely gone. Just maybe some bones are there. And Allah said, now look at the bones. See how we bring them together and clothe them in flesh. Uh, imagine this donkey is coming alive before his eyes. Those bones are joining together. Flesh is on them, skin on them. Donkey stands up and maybe the donkey says to him, Salam. Huh? Think about this is This is the Quran. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala described it in the Quran. So who tells us not to think? And when this was clearly shown to him, he said, I know now that Allah can do all things. Now think about this. If I die just now, which will be a wonderful thing because I will be dying in Juma doing the khutbah, inshallah. Ask Allah to give me a death like that, inshallah. Say Amin. Amin. If I die just now and I wake up 100 years later, the year will be 2123. What will I find? I will find all my relatives, all my friends dead. Every single one of them. Everyone alive today will be dead. I will find my ID. I don't have an ID. I'm not even sure I will understand what people are saying. The language changes. New world, new ways, new gadgets, new everything, everything a challenge. I will be totally and completely yatim and vulnerable, alone, powerless. That is what would have happened to that man. It's not a matter of simply asking a question. It's 
you asked a question, you got an answer, and then what did you find around yourself? As they say, different strokes for different folks. Ibrahim salam is Khalilullah. He asks a question, he gets a different answer. Somebody else asks a question in a way which is challenging to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he also gets an answer. But he gets an answer in the normal way. And that is, my, that is why my Shaykh Ramatullah used to say, build your ta'aluk with Allah, then it is not what happens normally that will happen to you. What happens to you depends on who you are in the sight of Allah. So build your connection with Allah and He will give the world into your hands. I make the same dua for you, inshallah. أقول قولي هذا استغفر الله لي ولكم ولسائر المسلمين فاستغفروا إنه هو الغفور الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا فما بعد قال تعالى إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال محمد كما صليت على ابراهيم وعلى ال ابراهيم انك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى ال محمد كما باركت على ابراهيم وعلى ال ابراهيم انك حميد مجيد fast forward to a time when now you see a young man ibrahim alayhi salam tied up securely with ropes sitting in the cup of a trebuchet which is a siege engine that launches big rocks to break down the walls of forts. And he's about to be launched into a huge fire. That fire has been kindled to burn him. Now they, again, task for you, stand there and watch it happen. Stand there and look at what is happening. Put yourself in that place. How do you see his face? What do you see on his face? I see complete tranquility. Total harmony. He's not bothered. He's not bothered that he's completely helpless, tied up in the bore of the trebuchet, about to be launched into a fire. They built such a big fire, they can't get close to it, so they have to use, use a siege engine to throw Ibrahim salam into it. <clears throat> but on his face, nothing. Ibn Kathir Rahmatullah writes this from the hadith. Jibreel alayhi salam comes to him, appears to him. And he says, Ya Khalilullah, tell me what can I do for you? How can I help you? And Ibrahim alayhi salam says, nothing. Thank you. Don't need your help. And I, this is all my interpretation. <coughs> and I am thinking, that inside himself, he is connected with Allah. And he is smiling inside himself and he is saying, You know me better than I know myself, Ya Rab. What do you think I would say to Jibreel? Now Jibreel disappears. He's gone to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Allah knows everything. <coughs> he says, Ya Rab, your Khalil is about to be burnt alive. I asked him if I can help him. He says, No. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, now go and tell him I sent you. And I want to know, what does he want from me? Now think about this. Jibreel is an angel, he's a malak. The malaika have no free will. 
Jibreel Islam cannot come on his own anyway. So even when he came the first time, Allah sent him. Otherwise, he wouldn't have come. Right? So now he comes again. He says, Ya Khalilullah, Ya Ibrahim, your Rabb sent me and he wants to know what do you want from him? <coughs> and Ibrahim alayhi salam, I see a smile on his face. And he says, Ya Jibreel, my friend, my Rabb does not need to ask. My Rabb does not need to ask. And in his heart, He's saying, Ya Rabbi, it's not what I want, it's what you want. Because I want anything which you want. So don't ask me what I want. It is what you want. I want whatever you want. Eh? Now look at this. When the slave removed the means from between himself and his Rabb, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala no longer went through Jibreel Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala directly addressed the fire. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Qulna ya naru kuni bardan wa salaman ala Ibrahim. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not say to Jibreel salam, okay, now you do such and such. Let them throw and take him away from the air itself. That would have made some nice footage, right? Somebody is flying and then is taken away. Allah did not say to Jibreel dump the Atlantic Ocean on this fire. Allah did not say, send a tornado, pick up that king who is ordering this and dump him in the fire. Hmm? All kinds of nice dramatic YouTube videos. Allah did not do any of this. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala addressed the fire directly. Allah said, Khul Nabi said, Ya Naar, O fire. Kuni bardan wa salaman ala Ibrahim. Become coolness and safety for Ibrahim. Not that the fire becomes so cold that now he freezes to death. No. Become a means of safety. Now, I told you, put yourself in that place. Now you are a bystander, you are seeing. Did you see any of the stuff which I told you? No. This is all of this is in the ghaib. Jibreel Islam coming, so on and so forth. All, the people standing, including yourself, you are not seeing any. You don't know any of this. What are you seeing? You are seeing as follows. You are seeing Ibrahim Islam trust up there. You are there. You are excited. There is a huge crowd. Imagine Super Bowl 10 times, right? There is massive noise. People yelling, screaming, what not. And then they are all watching the king and the king raises his hand and then he drops his hand. And as soon as he drops his hand, the trebuchet guy, he chops the rope. The machine throws Ibrahim alayhi salam and you see him flying through the air into the fire. Khalas, gone. Right? And what do you see? You see a huge cheer, obviously. Everyone got what they wanted. They wanted to burn this man and they burnt him. Everyone is very happy. And they go home. And then, in the time it takes, and whatever time it was, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decided, Ibrahim salam walks out of that fire completely untouched. But think about this. Those ropes, and obviously there were strong ropes, completely burnt. 
but the rope which tied his hand not a hair on that hand not the skin on that hand even has the stain of the smoke of the fire the fire which is strong enough to burn the rope cannot even burn one hair on the hand of ibrahim alayhi salam my brothers and sisters so who was successful ibrahim alayhi salam or those who wanted to burn him the stories of the quran are not for entertainment they are for us to reflect upon today our fires are interest based banking and haram businesses and eating and drinking haram or doubtful things and pornography and cigarettes and lotteries and drugs and alcohol and fornication you can add to this list all are legal in this land every single one of them but all are haram with allah so what do we choose will we do what it takes for allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to save us from our fires or will our fires consume us that is our choice i remind myself and you that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created us for a purpose and he said wa ma khalaqtul jinna wal insa illa liya'budun ma uridu minhum min rizqin wa ma uridu an yut'imun inna allah huwa arrazzaq dhul quwwati almatin allah said and i allah created not the jinn and humans except that they should worship me alone I do not seek any provision from them for themselves or my creatures nor do I ask that they should feed me feed themselves or feed my creatures verily Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalaluhu is the all provider the owner of power and the strongest this is the greatest secret the greatest secret do your job when we do the job that we are supposed to do to give sustenance is the responsibility of the one who gave us that job in this case who created us for that job what more can we ask ibrahim alayhi salam story is a beautiful example of this which allah subhanahu wa ta'ala narrated for us so that we may take heed i ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his help for us to live a life in total obedience and submission to him jalla jalaluhu I ask Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala to help us to be among those people who live in order to please him. We ask Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala to keep us in a state when he is pleased with us and to take us in a state when we are, when he is pleased with us. I ask Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala to remove all difficulties that may be in your life which we know and we don't know before they come to you. I ask Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala to help us in ways and from means that we cannot even imagine as he promised to do. I request you to make dua for our brother Gary who is the 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 uh, traffic regulator here for so many years. He is uh, very sick and uh, we ask Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala to cure him completely and totally and we also ask Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala to grant him shahada and to enter him into Islam. So make a lot of dua we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we say oh ya rab your nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam said that the even the smoke of the fire of jahannam will not touch the one who stays awake in the defense of the muslims the hadith of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam he did not say 
the smoke of the fire will not touch the Muslim who stays awake in the defense of Muhammad. He said, that's the one who stays awake. And here was a man who was not, here's a man who was not a Muslim, but he, stay, he stayed awake in the defense of, the, of this masjid, in the defense of the Muslims. He was out there, first line of defense. Quite literally, he put his own life on the line for our safety. It is Allah's mercy, nothing happened. But if something happened, that man was the first man to get it because he would be there. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the name of His Majesty and Grace. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as the one who is the most forgiving. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as the one who is the only one who can guide. To guide him and to fill his heart with his noor and to grant him shahada, grant him Islam. Make him musharraf bil Islam. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to cure him and to take away uh, whatever he is suffering from. Rabbana faqfir lana dhunubana wa kaffir lana sayyatina wa tawaffana ma'al abrar. ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكوننا من الخاسرين ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار وصلى الله على نبي الكريم وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين برحمتك يا رب أقيم السلام